Can you make it go live now? It's live. Is it live? Yes, it's live. Wait, talking to the mic. Are okay. you sure? Okay. Hello. So, hi. I think you're kind of glad you just missed the past three minutes. Mm. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're uh, two minutes late. It's my fault. I'm 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 learning the new technologies here. So, um, Matt, we are Schmancy. you? Okay, we're 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 making a little toast. Um, what are we toasting to? We're toasting to the uh, launch of uh, Paloma Media. We're la the launch of Paloma Media. So, as some of you know, here, let's sip. We have to drink. That's a terrible thing. Oh, when you I toast mean, yeah. mm -hmm. in in the eyes. They always you always have to say that with the uh, the accent. In the eyes. In the eyes. Drink so, with us. In the eyes. So some of you guys are, yes, drink with us. Please drink with us and come and ask us your questions, which Matt will read because I'm blind as a bat. Um, so some of you know we launched PalomaMedia.com yesterday. If you haven't gone over there already and checked it out, please do. Let us know what you think. Like, you can actually hop over there now and come back and let us know what you think. Soft launch. Oh, very soft. Soft. Super soft. Soft potato launch. Soft. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, this, now. <laughs> No, 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 no. But uh, yeah, very yeah. soft launch. We didn't do a whole lot of announcing, but we are putting we're putting fresh content up there every day. Lots. It looks really nice. Every day. It does look it's cute, it's sexy, it's energetic. So I hope you guys go take a look and um let us know what you think. And uh, you can uh let us know right here. You can let us know over there. So Matt Welch. Yes, Nancy Rommelman. What is the other very important thing today? Right, it's Kate Sullivan's birthday. Happy birthday, Kate. Happy birthday, Kate. Look in the eyes. Yay! Look in the eyes, Kate. Uh, it's also the uh, anniversary, the 32nd anniversary of the Velvet, the beginning of the Velvet. The Velvet Revolution. Revolution. Matt, what's yes. the Velvet Revolution? Well, Nancy, um, that was that day um, 32 years ago today in which a bunch of students, about 10 or 15,000 students in. Uh, hey, look, there we are. Do edibles suffice in partaking together, says Stephen Maldonado? Absolutely do. Uh, only in states where that's legal. Do Obviously, we're not trying to look in the eyes. Oh, absolutely. Take, do whatever. I do them for me. <laughs> I don't do them. I do those, those, those little like uh, those little gummy things that you can chew before mm -hmm. you go to sleep. The CBD gummies. They're pretty good. I, I have those. We need to talk about that afterwards. I have a customer potentially. You can buy them at the, at the freaking well, Whole Foods. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Actually, I bought them online. I'll, I'll tell you afterwards, yeah. but from this really, really, really oh, they're, interesting. They're doing that focus thing now. I know. Right. I'm so sorry. I we've been we've been coached that there's a there's I an auto focus. I forgot. Listen, it's so soft launch. I launched a soft website, potato guys. launch. I have to. I actually have to figure out how to um uh change the autofocus on this. I apologize for that. I will do that the next time we're in the studio. We'll have figured that out. But anyway, the edibles are apparently started by these five siblings who. Had another. Anyway, it's a kind of an interesting story. We'll talk about it next time. But anyway, the Velvet Revolution. Sorry. <laughs> Yikes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was um, 1989, uh, November 17th. This is eight days after the Berlin Wall fell. However, it was not uh, totally clear that all the dominoes would just go down neatly. Just didn't know how it was going to happen. Czechoslovakia um, had one, like East Germany, had one of the most totalitarian versions of communism. Um, not all these places are the same. Yugoslavia was far out there uh, in terms of freedom and wealth and and not being part of the Warsaw Pact. Uh, Hungary had its goulash communism. People were pretty uh, well-to-do. They weren't being like locked up for playing a song on the guitar or anything like that. Czechoslovakia was totalitarian. It was bad. Um, you, if you wanted to be in a rock band and uh, play... Uh, uh, they they would uh, they would uh, approve your name, 
I'll give you. Oh, the, your band's name? Your band's name, your set list. Um, I'm not making this up. So like the only places that you could um, uh, uh, play uh, in the 80s were weddings. And what was the story? Who did that? Lots of different people. I know, but that. they're in your story. Well, there's one, uh, the Velvet Revival Band, um, who were uh, a band who I had the fortune of seeing probably the second most time of any band uh, on the planet, just uh, short of uh, the rock band called Czar um, uh, from Hollywood. But uh, these are the guys who, um, some of them were former members of the Plastic People of the Universe. I realize I'm getting ahead and behind myself here. but um, uh, uh, And they just wanted to play Velvet Underground covers in the 80s, which begs the question, why the hell were 1980s checks playing Velvet Underground covers? It's not even that, but why were they doing that in 1968, which they totally were. They 100% were. Somehow, this 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 album, which famously, the line about it by Brian Eno or somebody was that only 5,000 people ever heard the Velvet Underground and Nico record, and all 5,000 went <laughs> to start a band. Um, there was This was not... I, I mean, just watched that documentary, by the way. And how's, the how Todd, is it? Todd Haynes documentary. It was good. I what, liked it. what did you learn for the class? Um, I learned that Andy Warhol was a little more. Uh, he he orchestrated some of uh, how the band got together a bit more. I learned that I have a freaking huge crush on young John Cale. Holy mm. mackerel! He looks like Adam Driver. Okay, yeah, and he's, big big shock flop of hair. And really super smart and well spoken, and like a really kind of like gritty background and really interesting and kind of calm. He's just, it's very kind of European, very handsome guy. Okay. Mm. Anyway, I saw him play in Prague. Andrew Dunbar asked, is it true that Mao lived in Czechoslovakia? That's a very good, important question. Look, that's, nobody knows been, about this. It's there's very been some mystery behind hush, that. Hush. I saw John Cale play in uh, well, Serena theater. Can and, I also just, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just going to get off no, on the John Cale thing for good. a minute. Yeah. So he was tall too. Let's yeah, your side. Hi. So, uh, <laughs> I got, I got a little thing for that, but anyway, <laughs> um, he he, you know, he was actually being interviewed because he's still living for the documentary. I mean, he's got to be, I don't know, close to 70 or set, maybe older. He is still crazily handsome, like a very handsome man. Like you big, see this guy. Big, and good voice, too. He's just like he's got his nice shock of hair now. He's just very nice. So I learned that. I learned that I actually didn't know that Lou Reed was gay or had mostly been gay. I, you know, I don't know that anybody's gay. I just don't yeah. know. Even like. I've been meaning to tell you, Nancy. <laughs> Watch it. Cool. Uh, but uh, um, I learned uh, some stuff about Lou Reed when he was younger. Just, it was it was interesting. It was it was good. I liked it. So uh, the Velvet Underground and Nico, this album that came out in 1968 in America, no one, no one got, somehow found its way to Prague in 1968. Prague from around 64 to 68, right? It's capital of Bohemia, literally. That's what it is. It's Bohemia. Um, Franz Kaufa, all that kind of stuff. But they tried to do the totalitarian. My great-grandmother came from Bohemia. Um, uh, uh, on it, and it was really it doesn't it didn't fit. I mean, the only other place that I can think of where like it's so obvious the culture does not um, match up with the needs of communism or any other kind of totalitarianism is Havana, Cuba, like which just which is naturally a New Orleans of the Caribbean, mm. and it's just so heartbreaking and awful that they try to suppress it. Prague is like that, so in the Mid-60s, it got unsuppressed to some degree. That's what we call the Prague Spring. There's a bunch of movie directors that came out of that. Milos Forman, most uh, most well-known, but plenty of others. Yves Menzel, uh, others uh, came out of there. A lot of music, a lot of uh, theater. Václav Havel came out of the, the theater uh, of the time. And uh, Didn't Milos Forman direct One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest? He did, which came out, I know this, 
because of certain anniversary items that are pegged on the new Paloma Media uh, website on November 24th, 1974. Or five, one of those years. Oh, for something that's coming up. We're coming up soon on the anniversary of that movie coming out. So just to, everything is connected. So my Uh, daughter's grandfather, Will Sampson, starred in one of the Flew with the Cuckoo's Nest as the big chief. He's the chief, man. He's the chief, see? We're all, it's just all family. Who, if you haven't read the book, which you should, by Ken Kesey, the chief's narrating it. The chief, that's right. You, most people here, at least over the age of, I don't know, 40, have seen One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. And, of course, the chief has a kind of a smallish, part, very, very pivotal part. He is the narrator of the book. Like, he's he narrates the entire book. So, and it's really... A really I haven't good seen the book. play of that, but he, Will Sampson, acted it in the play. Oh, no, my ex, Tim, acted oh, Tim, in the oh, play. Oh, touch your shoulder. My, now. yes, my daughter's dad. He he did it. Um, he started doing it uh, at Second City with Gary Sinise, playing McMurphy in Chicago. They oh, did cool. so. Inc- and I went, of course, my daughter and I. She was like, I don't know, twelve at the time. We went. Um, it's just so crazily moving. Then they moved it to Broadway. We saw him on Broadway. Oh, my God, weeping. And then they went to London and did it. And then they came and did it in Portland, which was even, like, crazily wow. better. The Portland Center stage set was better than any set of well, any of these things. And anyway. Ken yeah, Kesey was an Oregon writer. That's very true. Much so. Anyway, yeah. So, anyway, sorry. We keep digressing. But it's all, it's all becoming one big Fun fact, ball of stuff here. Whose mother worked in the hospital where they shot that movie in Salem, Oregon. Matt Welch's mom. mom. Yeah. Yeah. We all have. Hi mom. Look at me. Hi mom. Hi Mary. Mary. I'd love to have a Manhattan with you sometime. Um, uh, so, uh, Right, right. Uh, Velvet Revolution. One of the two reasons why they called the Velvet Revolution is the Velvet Underground, which is crazy. Again, what? I looked up wondering. I was like, "What's the connection here?" Well, um, yeah, because is it called the Velvet Revolution uh, largely because it was even more so than all the revolutions of uh, Central Europe, the anti-communist revolutions that began in 1989. For the most part. Um, it was nonviolent. It was began by students. So today is the anniversary of when students, right? It wasn't their parents. Their parents told them, don't go. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, but the students insisted on going. Um, uh, and it was for International Students Day. This is a beautiful little fun shiv of history, which is that International Students Day happened because um, the, what is it called? Nazi Germany. Yeah. They uh, occupied. They occupied Czechoslovakia. Uh, it's complicated, but uh, beginning in 1938 uh, or beginning in 39, but or whatever. The Munich Agreement, the West sold Czechoslovakia down the river without it was totally betrayed without Czechoslovakia being there at the time. Czechoslovakia was in the, a top 10 country for army and armaments and wealth and stuff like that. They could have done a better job of all of that, but they were sold down the river um, in a, you know, there's a section of Czechoslovakia called the Sudetenland with a lot of Germans, and that was the sort of Lebensraum. I was going to say they uh, needed the Lebensraum. Uh, and then they just marched right in. So um, students in 1939 were pissed off about this this uh, uh, bit of events, and so they uh, staged some demonstrations, and a couple of them got killed, and they were mad about that, and so they staged even bigger demonstrations. And the Gestapo, who, uh, in case this was unclear, not good guys. Look at look in the eyes. Not good guys. No bad guys. Gotta rename this name of this podcast. Uh, look in the eyes. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm the captain of this shit. Um, uh, the Gestapo rounded up the students, closed universities for the rest of the war, 
sent more than a thousand to concentration camps and then executed nine of them. Uh, international headlines and outrage. And so the exile Czech government, which was like all exile governments at that time in England, London, because there weren't any other countries left in Western Europe, really. Um, they're like, okay, let's use November 17th. This hap- These events happened like on the 16th and the which 15th. Which is today. Also today. So screw you, Gestapo. Yeah. We're coming for you. Look, yeah. look in the eyes. And I've got the eyes. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, so... Um, the Czech students had, they, they'd filed their paperwork because who likes a good anti-fascist rally? Commies. So for a whole <laughs> long time, uh, it was part of, uh, the propaganda and in like international solidarity of, of, uh, uh, in the communist bloc of like, of course, November 17th is international student day. So these students in Prague are like, cool. We applied for our permit. We're going to march against totalitarians. And guess what? That includes you, asshole. Sorry about that, Coco. I was not trying not to oh, cuss. Cokes. Hi, babe. Uh, maybe you're in the bath. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but if Easy heard that, that's going to be like a whole week of like you're a hypocrite. Anyways, it's not important right now. What's important is so they marched uh, and they knew they were going to get clubbed badly, and they were. There was um, I don't know what these words like uh, that they use in in uh, demonstrations. You probably heard this in Portland, like the the kettled. Yes, they kettle they, the, uh, the police. The police kettle the demonstrators into a certain area so that they, they, can't, they can't really get they out. They can't really get out. Yeah. And they did this on Narodny Street, National Street um, uh, in uh, downtown Prague, which is already a pretty small place. And they blocked off all of the exits. And, and in one place, in fact, they have a, a pretty cool little sculpture, which is at the top of a Twitter thread that I did um, today. Which about you guys this, should go look at About on this topic where you see all these hands, um, the statue of, of hands going like this. Um, they're like both doing peace sign and, and in some evident distress, these, uh, these kids, right. Who are literally my age, exactly my age. This is 1989. They were college students in 1989. I was of a college student age. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so they, they went out there and they're, and they were saying our hands are empty. They were chanting this. They had signs up saying, uh, we don't want violence. They're lighting candles. They were praying in front of these riot goon cops. God, and, what a difference between the Portland shit. Anyway, sorry. Uh, and they kettled these guys off and just started swinging the clubs. It was total pandemonium. Um, they didn't have any exits. They're they're trampling on each other. I have um, a, cup, a couple of friends, and one of them is no longer with us. You talk. I'm going to I'm going to mention. So Matt had our, uh, I don't know, 15 uh, tweet thread today talking about this. And I wrote to him later and I said, you know, I want you to guess which one I cried at. And he thought it was this one woman singing a song, which would have made sense because we like to sing songs and we're always crying at the songs and all that. But in fact, it was when he said earlier that the students were, you know, their parents didn't want them to go. Well, guess what? By now, I'm going to get all verklempt over here. Sorry, With, I, I within recovered. a few days, who was out there with the students? It was their parents. And in a city of 1.2 million people, you know how many people were in the fucking streets? A million people. Yeah, on letting up plane. This was within eight days. Eight days. November 25th, within eight days. Is that, is that our... Uh, it's not uh, Moynihan. It's, it's not... So it's, it's, 
if we wanted a little comic relief, we Michael could have my, provided my, uh, it just now. My sweet wife. I was thinking of Martin Delinsky. Okay. Uh, so, letting a plane. Uh, it's the parents who came out um, right afterwards because th their kids got beaten up. There was rumors, actually. This is a sort of a weird, fun, uh, and bizarre media story. There are rumors that one of the kids got killed because there was a a body lying down in the main space where you can still see the statue. And, and today I can guarantee you uh, that that area, the sort of uh, awning is just filled with uh, candles everywhere. And uh, so there was a body and people thought it was a student who got killed and it went down on the wires uh, on Reuters, I believe it was, uh, written by a guy named Michael Jantofsky. Um, who was a semi kind of dissident guy who somehow managed to get a job, uh, you know, writing. Um, it turned out not to be true. It turned out to be, I think, a secret policeman who was like impersonating one, but also got in the. Was he actually, got, was the person actually dead? No one died. No one died. So the Velvet Revolution, oh, no one died, what? but people thought they did. And so okay. all these um, people who were the parents of the 60, of the, of the Velvet Revolution kids who were like tw 21, you know, um, and uh, they remember 1968, 1968, they had this opening of Prague Spring, which I mentioned before, but was crushed by the Warsaw Pact, brought in tanks from all over the East Bloc. And of course, hilariously, the Czechs, who if they're nothing, if not really, really funny um, at all times, um, they would, uh, you know, these poor Soviet uh, a-hole uh, troop guys were like, which way Prague? And they're like, oh, definitely this way. <laughs> I don't know why he was Mexican, but... Um, <laughs> Michael in here for the accents. <laughs> He'll <laughs> be, be coming in, in soon. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they all uh, got confused and lost. But it was a terrible, terrible thing, if you've seen Unbearable Lightness, of being they actually used footage of uh, of the crushing of Prague Spring, and it is heartbreaking. That came out in 88, filmed in my wife's native Lyon city, fun fact. Um, but uh, so these parents didn't want their kids to go out because they'd been there, and it turned out so badly, and everything got terrible for 20 years. Um, and, but the kids were brave enough and went out themselves, then got clubbed. Then there was rumors of the person dying. Michael Jontowski ended up being Václav Havel's, uh, press secretary and biographer later, which is kind of funny. Um, and, uh, the parents were like, oh no, 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 no. And they went out on the streets the next day, the next day, there was a general strike. They built up the video that, uh, that Nancy was referring to is the one that usually makes me cry. Like, I'm, you know, it's, it's all menopause. This week. It's it's, all um, uh, but, uh, it's Marta Kubishova who is, who was a Prague spring, like, uh, you know, go, go gal singer, um, in like cool movies and skirts and stuff. And she, and you know how they are with their skirts. <laughs> Those ladies and their skirts. <laughs> what? Um, and she had a song called like you song for Marta or whatever. That oh was, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty well known. Yeah. And, um, but it was also kind of understood. Uh, and then after the, the Soviets came in in 68, had this song that was really sort of dirge like that they still allowed because they hadn't completely clamped down on everything but it was really understood and go out and seek it on youtube to be like a super bummed out reaction to the horribleness of it and so she was this revered figure and what they did is what they did to all singers and artists who were on the wrong side of these questions like okay cool you're never going to perform again in this country and so I the video uh that i put on this uh, twitter thing was on november 22nd Right. Uh, 1989, five days after the students were brave enough to do all the stuff. She goes out on the balcony in Wenceslas Square, one of the main squares there. Um, uh, and she 
appears for the first time in 20 years and uh and sings and you can see the audience just and isn't it the case you told the story somewhere or i saw somewhere where she didn't even really want to go and she was in there and she's like i don't know no, i'm not gonna go out i'm not i'm not gonna just like no you're you're going to go and you're it's, going to go because it's actually you, important for people you have to do this this is you have to do this now not in a mean way just like it's time yeah is that Moynihan? no it's uh, well, actually okay. this is mostly uh it's, okay um, okay so. Um, so anyways, uh, uh, yes, it's the anniversary of that day. And it's amazing how quickly it went from, you know, students getting clubbed by protesters. And you don't know how these things are going to end. I wrote a piece from Reason. I, I encourage you to read it just so that there's more people. <laughs> December <laughs> issue with the most incredible, it's the most incredible, beautiful, charged story with great illustrations and a lot of first person. It's the December issue. Go read it. Go push it. Full issue on the collapse of, yeah, the, of, great the, stuff. of the evil empire. Um, and uh, look at some of the other countries that are doing things. It's really great. Kathy Young has a great Yeah, uh, Kathy's piece. is really good and Liz's is good. They're uh, about, Liz food, Liz, yeah. about food. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's part of that. But the thing that I wanted to convey, because I moved there in August of 1990, nine months after those events. And I was very obviously inspired to go there because of them, because I wanted to um, meet people my age who had just overthrown evil commies. That seems fun without firing a shot and who also liked the Velvet Underground. Although unlike me, they really liked Frank Zappa too. They just love Frank Zappa. And he, were, who, who were the one that you said that came to Prague to play and the only place they could play was at a wedding? Well, that wasn't coming. I mean, he couldn't play. So, so it was uh, internally all these bands who were banned and uh, couldn't. They would form bands like uh, just for the purpose of the wedding. And look, who hasn't been there? Um, but uh, they would develop a revival band. For okay, example. I heard that, but I thought there was somebody else, like somebody we would have known the name for. But um, but uh, uh, at uh, the there was a, a huge gala concert because that's what Havel liked to do. Um, to honor the last Soviet troops leaving Czechoslovakia. It was the first country to successfully negotiate this. Because remember, when these revolutions happen, there's still 100,000 you know, Red Army troops there. You can see them all around the place. But the Red Army troops are like 17-year-old kids, yeah. right? I mean, like, all right, I, you know, we're going to do a little, so we're going to like kind of take a little page from the fifth column here for a second. Could you like uh, recommend a couple hovel pieces that people should read? So the um, the best... Two are uh, the open letter to Gustav Husak, uh, which is a letter that he wrote in 1975 um, to the presidents, the, the totalitarian president of his country. I think it was 75, um, uh, possibly 76, um, basically saying, you know, and I know, and everybody knows that everything that you say, you're just totally full of shit. You are a thousand percent full of shit and, and you actually are perpetuating all of this. And it was much more meticulous than that. He wasn't a stupid Californian, um, really meticulously breaking down why, why he was full of, of dookie and, uh, and, um, and, but also the importance of perpetuating that, like making everybody recite things they knew that they weren't true is the essence of totalitarianism. You go through the ritual. So he sort of described that this is a, 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 a palate cleanser. Kind of a little familiar now sometimes. Anyway. For, I mean, a lot of people have made that point. Um, and, Hi, uh, Marino. See, I could see that. Hi, Marino. Hi. Look at that. I so, don't squint too much. Um, but the uh, Power of the Powerless uh, is, is yes. his classic yes. one, which talks about the green the grocer. Green grocer. Yes. And, uh, yes. and yes. why does he put out on in his uh, shop window on May 1st every day, Workers of the World Unite. Right. Um, and it's an, it's an amazing uh, prediction of how and why um, – uh, 
Soviet uh, communism and, and imperialism would end because everyone is forced to do a ritual that they all know isn't true. And as soon as a few people start bravely speak in his uh, saying speaking in truth or, or uh, saying truthful words or living in truth, um, then suddenly the whole edifice will come cr crumbling down. And it's kind of what happened. There were some other aspects too, to be sure. But uh, it's it's an amazing thing. Uh, my recommendation, if you're looking for like sort of a book uh, length, um, there's a collection of his called Open Letters that uh, uh, takes all of his writing from 1965 to 1990. Um, and you will absolutely get a sense of why he's an important person to study and think about. And that's, I know people, there's this running joke in the fifth column, especially, but also in any place that there's a comment section associated with me of, oh, hey, there was Matt, in fact, including here. Um, Sorry. Uh, of, uh, started of, that. <laughs> <laughs> of, oh, hey, it was Matt from Prague. Uh, this is, look, I'm squeezing it one last time here. Um, probably, and next year, too. Probably not yeah. one last time. But uh, it it is profoundly um, moving, and there are lessons for all of us uh, to learn, and I'm still just uh, I have a sense of, of incredible gratitude uh, and awe about the courage of people who did that in the face of an uncertain future. It's what I meant to say about the, the piece that I did for Reason is that, look, I, I got there in August of, of 1990 and, you know, things were probably going to go in the right direction. But the Soviet Union was still alive, is still alive until December 91. They sent tanks in to crush protesters in Vilnius, Lithuania in January 91. Um, so like it wasn't totally settled. You didn't know how things are going to end. We always look back and it sort of seems like, well, sure, of course, uh, Germany was going to reunify. Margaret Thatcher didn't want that to happen. A lot of people didn't want that to happen. So um, it was fraught. So the people who were brave enough to stick their necks out have my enduring respect. I'm lucky enough to have known a lot of them. Uh, and um, and it's uh, it's worth honoring those people. And um, as I postscripted on my stupid thread, um, it's funny. So November 17th was International Students Day for a really long time. And then the people who like to organize it a lot or tended to be kind of commie. And after 1989, they're like, November 17th. I don't know if we need to keep commemorating that day. So I'm wondering, like, maybe it's time for international. Imagine a day where people gathered to do this to both Nazis and communists. Let's That's a good day. Let's start it. I think we were going to have that on Paloma Media today, except that it was Tom Seaver Day. <laughs> you can't get in between yeah, Scott we, Ross we, we and Tom had that. So We have a person of the day every day, and, and Matt's like, oh, I'm doing it tomorrow. Because Marino. Obviously. <laughs> Marino says, is that Matt Walsh? Listen, I know you people like to have you fun. People. All right. Uh, look, and, I'm going to lean over here with my eyeballs. Andrew Dunbar says, I read Tom Stoppard's Rock and Roll and like that a lot. What you got to do in addition to reading Tom Stoppard's Rock and Roll is watch it. It's such an incredible, uh, oh. probably the best uh, play ever. And the thing that's... Um, uh, this is came out about 10 years ago and it's really a story and it's a story that I've written. Um, uh, we wrote Nick uh, Gillespie and I in the declaration of independence have a chapter. Oh, on you this. should read his chapter in the declaration of independence about Prague, which is, I was going to insert before. And, and about the, uh, the, and the velvet underground and the role of music and the role of hovel, like being inspired to become a dissident to, def to defend filthy long haired, uh, ne'er-do-well rock musicians and how that's all right, well, and good. Tom Stoppard tells that story, and that story is told by him, and it's one that I've attempted to tell a few times better, and Tom Stoppard's check born, um, 
uh, than anyone. It like it gets into so many different areas of that story. It's tremendous, and I'm sorry for Nancy's. No, lack I'm of, sorry lack for the stupid focus. camera. No, it was it was not my lack of it was a stupid camera, but I will try to fix that, guys. So, um, if there's anybody here that has any questions about the Paloma Media thing, if you've seen it, if there's anything you want to know, let us know. We if you go over there, we've got a nice. Uh, what they call in magazine world, it's the well, meaning like your main story section. There's five stories right there. And if you go to one called Paloma, 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 which I wrote, you can see how this little thing was born. Um, but it looks it looks pretty okay. Shush now. People, if you've been wondering why Nancy isn't writing nearly as much. I'm uh, trying making... to figure out the internet. <laughs> which is trying to oh figure out the internet. Oh my God, the quill. Oh my God. God, the website. It's fun, but man, there's a lot of things you got to learn. And like the thing is, like, you don't know how to do things. So then you learn them and then you're doing, you're like, yes, oh man. And then it goes wrong and you're like, I'm so stupid. And then you realize it's not on your end, it's on the freaking, uh, what are they, the platform's end. So then you get really mad, like, you know what you're doing. And then you get mad. Anyway, it's been fine. Look, Joseph Moore says the website looks great. Oh, Joseph, will you marry me? <laughs> uh, no, it looks pretty good. I got to say it's pretty. It's it, oh God, I'm like actually shaking my legs under the table here. Uh, we about we we kind of knew what we wanted to look like. We wanted it to be sort of fun and alive. And about three months ago, it just looked so bad. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. We'll just do it. 2.0. We'll make it what we want. And then all of a sudden we just were able to make it what we want. So it's good. It's good. Yeah, I haven't been writing a whole lot, but I'm working on something right now. So, and it's going to be very good. It's going to be, hopefully. Uh, but I'm, I mean, doing some, got a new podcast, Lunch on Dime Square, which no one knows what the hell. They're like, Lunch on Times Square? Or what are you, a freaking porn? I'm like, I'm going to confuse everybody with the name and I don't care. D -d 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 Dimes. Dimes. So, Dime Square. We're on, we're in Chinatown here on Canal Street. One block away is Dime Square. It's just, Okay, actually, I wanted to tell you that. You yeah, haven't please. been, we haven't. So usually we do a little Tuesday lunch. We walk down Orchard Street. We go to this restaurant down there. What is it called? Uh, Dudley's? Dudley's. Um, so I'm up and down Orchard all the time. Orchard is out of freaking control. It's, it's, it's okay. Popping. I really. At least they're wearing bras again now, though. Well, they might be. They've right. got jackets on. How the hell do we know? Yeah. So actually, we you've probably, if you've watched this before, you've seen, you've known this before, but uh, like early summer, I was like, yo, Matt, like, none of the girls are wearing bras. He's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I was like, let's just go down. We'll go to lunch. The minute we turned on Orchard, there was this girl with, like, half a shirt <laughs> and a boob. And he's like, well, I guess you're right. But, yeah, we we had so much fun all summer just sitting at the cafes, like, to the left. Anyway, um, it is, um, you know, obviously something's closed over COVID. I cannot tell you how every single time I walk down the street, there are new shops, including tonight when I was walking, there's a doorway. That's probably about, I don't know, eight feet wide and three feet deep. A guy has opened an art gallery in the doorway. It's just a doorway. That's all it is. Art gallery doorway. It's just it. That's awesome. And then there's like, there's the, the vibrator store. I, I don't know what it's called. I it's like, haven't seen that one. I, I, For some reason, you found that. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a... Oh. I can't even think of what that phrase is. But anyway, no, it's, it's a, some British, like all kinds of like sex toys. No, there's a million... Like art galleries. I passed like five new art galleries. I mean, it's just great. And actually really good art, like not crappy art. Yeah. So no, guys, if you're if you're coming to New York, first of all, obviously, if you're coming to our part of the world, get in touch. We'll give you a drink. 
Maybe, but um, if you are you you if you're anywhere uh, in New York City, you really should walk down Orchard. I walk between um between like um Canal wow. and and Houston, or even up. It's just incredible. It's so it's so hopeful and so enlivening. Like you cannot stop people from making stuff. It's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. including the uh, great store, uh, books, 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 pickles, pickles, <laughs> books, yeah. books, books. So great. She's so cool. Um, <laughs> and we're building stuff too. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, thank you to uh, Andrew, who says, yeah, I like the website. Thanks. And uh, thank Marino, you. who says the site looks really good. Well done. I mean. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we are having uh, fresh content there every day. I mean, I don't know how much we're going to do in the weekends, but, you know, if there's stories, we'll do it. But, um, yeah, every we're going to refresh it and give you stuff aggregated stuff that we hope you like, um, original stuff that we hope you like, new podcasts. You know, the most popular story up there is the power pop story oh uh, uh sw yeah, yeah. loudon it's hard, it's hard to say because yeah. i know his real name yeah yeah me too i was always like by a but uh it's like definitely the second most popular story is a new little podcast we launched uh by uh yale bartor and hialeah i don't know her last time called ask a jew i got i don't know if his name which is an awesome did you name that Ask a Jew. Ask a Jew. Uh, you might have, because you know how we know how good you are with that naming God. stuff, right? Somebody actually came on my page, Dean. It's like I still haven't forgiven you for for getting rid of me neither. I'm like, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. But um, it's the second most thing, and people freaking dig it. We've already got three episodes in the can, and we're gonna do another one next week. And on next week, I mean, I shouldn't give this away. They have they're gonna do an episode with basically called "People You Thought Were Jewish." Oh, great. And who's their first guest? David Eckstein. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Moynihan's number two. Yeah, that's right. So um, yeah, it's been fun. And um, we're trying to we're trying to give you guys some beauty, some place to check in in the morning, um, for some either edification or reading something interesting or just for a little bit of relief. Cause you know, you go on Twitter and then you're just like, what what? So um, yeah, we're giving you an alternative. And if you want to become a, a member or whatever it's called, a uh Patreon or an absolute unit. That that was a mistake. We should have had the absolute unit level. We we have time. What what, what oh is it over? What's the absolute know. unit? That sounds kind of hot. Uh, is that at the vibrator store? I, absolutely, it's going to be an absolute, absolute unit, unit. Yeah, at the vibrator store. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, uh, please uh, send um, all feedback to the little things that say feedback or whatever, or just send Nancy an email or just uh, to me. Yeah. Um, uh, cause it's, you know, soft launch, soft launch. And we've only, we're only two days old guys. We're, we're, we're newborns and, um, we want to know what you want. Uh, we are going to be pretty food heavy for the next couple of days. And if I can, God damn it. If I can get someone in here to film me, I'm going to make you some pecan pie and some homemade gravy. Cause come on gravy. People make crappy gravy and I make good gravy. I'm going to show you how to do it like in a two or three minute video. But you know what? It's kind of hard to film yourself and make gravy at the same time. So I'm just saying. Let's get uh, let's get the uh, the chess player to uh, film you. Oh, Gary Kasparov. Well, he's a chess. The only chess player's name that came to mind. It could be somebody completely different. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll get it. Okay, I think we've we've come up on our however Four, many minutes. Forty minute time limit. Whoa, that's the longest ever. Is it? No. Um. Okay. Uh, thank you for indulging Thanks. another 20 minutes. Czechoslovakia history. That's right. Uh, but uh, the Plumas stuff and stuff. And uh, 
And yes, please hit refresh and send uh, suggestions yeah. and whatnot. We're super happy to see you guys here. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.